Hello, musical theatre fans. Welcome to the Mayor of Musical Theatre podcast. My name is Ian Boquette and every week I ask special guests from the world of musical theatre and beyond all about their favourite musicals and what one show they would order run forever if they were the Mayor of Musical Theatre. A stupid made up position, but they are incredible people and they come up with some great answers. Because if we had a mayor of musical theatre, wouldn't we make one of these stars the mayor rather than some idiot who just started a podcast? Yes, we would. Anyway, today's incredible guest, today's very special guest, is a star of A Strange Loop at Barbican Centre. If you haven't heard about A Strange Loop, well done for for avoiding the news of the most incredible show to open in London in quite some time. Um, as we discuss, it's it feels like a very important show as well as being ridiculously entertaining and funny and catchy and everything you could want from a musical, while also asking big sociological questions uh, about identity, about race, about sexuality, about how the world works, not just in musical theatre, but the world in general. It's an incredible show. And it is starring the wonderful Kyle Ramar Freeman, who who was in the show in on Broadway and played that role in front of the New York crowd and now is in London entertaining us at Barbican Centre in it's a pretty beautiful, pretty beautiful building, Barbican Centre. It's one of my favourites. I'm a I'm a big fan of brutalism in general. That's um that's something which is probably the most controversial thing I'll ever say on this podcast because I pretend to like every musical. Yes, I do. But um, yeah, brutalism, huge fan of that. And if you can get to Barbican Centre to see A Strange Leap, you honestly should. It's only playing until September 9th. So you've got a really limited period to see this incredible show. So make sure you get down there. Um, yeah, this podcast is produced in association with MusicalTheatreReview.com, your premier source of all things on stage, backstage and worldwide. Um, you can follow Kyle on the social medias, all of the handles and such are in the show notes as well as a link to get tickets for the Barbican production of A Strange Loop Um, and of course all of the musical theatre review social media links and the podcast social media links so do get following do get involved in conversation but for now let's get chatting to the incredibly talented wonderful Kyle Ramar Freeman. Kyle Freeman, Kyle Ramar Freeman loves Beyonce. Welcome to the Mayor of Musical Theatre podcast. I am composer, reviewer, photographer, and our podcaster slash fake mayor, Ian Boquette. But I am far less worthy of the title of Mayor of Musical Theatre than my guest today. He is the star of the funniest, most entertaining, most thought-provoking, most uncomfortable, probably most important piece of musical theatre currently playing in London, A Strange Loop at Barbican Centre. Previously, he has played this lead role of Usher on Broadway, as well as touring the US in Once on This Island and Joseph and the Amazing Technicolor Dreamcoat. He is a phenomenal performer. You simply have to get yourself down to the Barbican Centre before September 9th to see him in a strange loop. Kyle Ramar Freeman, thank you so much for being on the podcast. Thank you for having me. And welcome to London, of course. You've been here a little while now. How's London treating you? It's treating me well. My mother just got here the other day, so I'm a tourist all over again. Amazing. Showing mm-hmm. her the few sights you've seen mm-hmm, so far. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Do you have any immediate favorite parts? My favorite parts are the parks. The parks are really beautiful. Um, and I haven't spent this much time outside in a while. So it's, <laughs> it's nice. That's great to hear. I mean, for such a busy, congested city, it is lovely where you can have the relaxing trees and the grass. It's gorgeous times. Absolutely. 
Well, yeah, this podcast, it's all about talking about people's favourite musicals. And A Strange Loop has been coming up a lot recently now that it's open in London. It's kind of a hard one to describe it. How do you describe it to people? A Strange Loop is about uh, a black gay writer writing a musical about a black gay writer about a black gay writer writing a musical about a uh, meta, meta, meta. Um, it is uh, a coming of age story in in a way, um, but it's also just a story about a human being uh, dealing with uh, things that most human beings deal with. Self-loathing, self-doubt, identity crisis, family problems, career problems. Um, through like a 25-year-old brain, but um, trying to figure out his place in the world. It's such a, a personal, personal story, as you say. And of course, you're coming into this role and um, taking on this role of Usher, originally played by the writer, Michael R. Jackson. Mm-hmm. Um, and of course, you want to put sort of your own spin on it. So you want to connect it to yourself as well. Where does the balance lie in respecting his personal story and infusing it with your own self? Well, Michael likes to say that it is not his story. It's self-referential. He says that Usher has felt that he has felt all the things that Usher feels, but Usher has not gone through all the things that Michael has gone through and Michael has not gone through all the things that Usher has gone through. Mm. Um, So, yeah, I just try to respect what he's put on the page and tell the truth um, with the best of my ability. And I connect to Usher in ways that are... Uh, easier than most characters I've played. So that helps as well. Absolutely. It's obviously such a personal story, quite an American story in some ways, lots of great American references. Are you finding great differences between the London and Broadway audiences? Um, Sure. Like, People here don't necessarily know who Tyler Perry is. I was going to ask about that. <laughs> and we have a whole number about this man <laughs> that they've never heard of um, or have heard of and just doesn't understand his impact in America. Mm. Um, but other than that, um, it's pretty much the same. I mean, the opening monologue like invites you to come on the roller coaster and like laugh and it's okay to laugh. Um, we also invite you to feel uncomfortable. Um, so I think the the reactions are kind of the same, but I think people here are more polite. Hmm. So it may take a little bit more time for you guys to loosen up. <laughs> but um, it's pretty much the same. It's pretty much the same. I know what you mean. Um, when I saw it in previews, there were definitely a few people in the audience who were sort of in automatic mode, clapping, laughing when they think there's a laugh line, um, just, you know, clapping on the two and the three of the AIDS is God invention mm-hmm, and all that. Mm-hmm. Um, and then suddenly snapping into realizing, oh, actually, this isn't a clap along bit. Right. I mean, here's the thing. If you get what we're saying, um, you clap because you understand that Usher is trying to drag a point Mm. home so you join in on it but then sometimes you're so uncomfortable (laughs) that you may not know what to do so you clap and that's always fun to watch from the stage like just people's reactions people looking at people like why are you clapping um or people starting to clap and then they stop or people getting it and then beginning to clap it's so fun to see that go through all the people's uh faces and yeah that's that's a doozy and of course, everyone's going to react to it differently. Um, I was mm-hmm. interviewing Cedric Neal, who's in Guys and Dolls at the moment for this podcast. And he was saying that it hits really personal to him. It, it hits so close to his experiences that he feels like he experiences it in a different way to other people. So he must get a, a broad um, slice of humanity looking across the audience and seeing these different reactions. Yes, there are certain places in the show that are tricky. And I know that watching something that may not be... Um, 
comfortable to sit through. People have nervous laughter. Mm. So I try my best, and as well as my other castmates, try not to judge an audience reaction to it because it's just we're throwing a lot at them. So sometimes you need to kind of (laughs) like to get through the moment. Um, And yeah, I totally understand that. I mean, actually, I keep talking about how uncomfortable and things it is. It is also stupidly funny, stupidly entertaining. Yes, it's very funny. Please come. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, it's got Tony Awards. We don't need to sell it. Right, right, right. Let's just remind people how great it is. (laughs) Another great musical, actually, just been announced as cast in uh, The Wiz, Broadway Revival next year as The Lion. Yes, rawr. (laughs) That's the the acting skills you're going to be. Right, that's all I can give. Um, (laughs) Yeah, I'm doing The Wiz. Um, when I leave here, I will go on a national tour first mm. for like seven months. And then we, we will end uh, the tour on Broadway and run until next August. Wow. As a young performer, this seems like you've been catapulted into the most amazing musical theater life. Yes. I mean, I'm not that young. I think I look young. <laughs> I'm 29. So I've been in the game 10 years. Um but yeah, I, I think I'm more prepared now than I would have been if I were 20. Sure. Um, because I just know the business a little bit better. I know myself better. I know how to say no if I need to. Mm. Um, and I feel ready. I think maybe this would have intimidated me and I would have peaked too soon. Um, but yeah, it feels right that it's happening now. Very grateful. <laughs> Actually, the first question we usually ask for this um, list of favorite musicals one is what was a musical that really got you into musical theater? It'd be interesting to hear how you started this path. Um, I think the musical that got me was Annie. Nice. Um, when back, back in my day when they had <laughs> DVDs, yes. um, they were selling like the 30th anniversary DVD or 25th anniversary DVD of the filmed musical version um and i was obsessed with it and then my elementary school did it and i uh was not in it but i got to sing easy street um and that was like oh this is fun um because what happened was it was an art school and i was auditioning to be in the drama department they were playing an exercise for the kids to engage in to see if you were good for the program. I did not get the exercise. I was completely scared and nervous. So they were like, we don't want you in the drama program. We'll put you in the dance program. Um, When I got in the dance program, I joined an extracurricular activity, which was the chorus. And the chorus always sang for the musicals every year at the school. Long story short, the guy who was playing Rooster could not sing. They told me to sing. So I got on stage and I was like, oh, this feels good. I want to do the rest of the show. But I couldn't because I was only singing different things, um, not doing the whole thing. And then I finally got a chance to actually be the lion uh, in The Wizard of Oz the following year, which was like a full circle for me now because I'm revisiting that role. Um, But yeah, to answer that question, I know. (laughs) No, absolutely, fair enough. I mean, it sounds great that you discovered it organically and it came to it. It's not as if you're forced into, were your parents or your family into theater? No, um, I had always sang in church. I had always done musicals in church, Christmas plays, Easter plays. So the arts was always a part of my upbringing. And then really school and elementary school, when we started to do musicals, um, that's what like drawed me in. um, And yeah, playing Rooster, singing Easy Street was like the thing that was like, oh, that feels good. I want to do that. 
question I love asking performers is, was there ever a backup plan? Was there another career you had in mind? No, wow. no. Um, and here's the funny thing is I had no backup plan because I, I didn't, I guess I knew this is what I would be doing. Mm. Um, I wasn't thinking about my life okay. and what I would be. So I subconsciously knew this is what I'd be doing. <laughs> I just didn't have the conversation with myself. Um, but yeah, there was no backup plan. Um, I was always in the arts. I was always super busy with the arts. Yeah. So that just kind of consumed everything. And I, I literally did not think about career paths. And then when people were like, are you going to go to New York after high school? I was like, oh, yeah, I guess I am. Yeah. Um, and now I'm here. <laughs> I mean, that's where the plays are. You followed. I mean, it's great. It's, right. it's incredible. It is. Yeah. I moved to New York two weeks after graduating high school. So I was ready to go. Wow. Mm-hmm. What was the, what's it like moving to New York, being an arts person? Were you just straight into going to see the shows? Were you doing the cabarets, trying that scene? Um, so my school encouraged us not to like do outside um, activities while we were in school. However, good thing is I don't listen to everybody all the time. <laughs> so I did cabarets. Love it. Um, me and my friends like wrote things and performed things. Um, but yeah, when I moved here, it was like a whirlwind. It was like Broadway's down the street. Uh, people have cabarets at the famous 54 below. Like mm. it was just so much happening. So um, when I moved here, it was like I went full tilt bookie, as I like to say, just into everything, seeing everybody, doing everything. Yeah. It was a lot, but very fun. You mentioned writing as well. Of course, this show is about a writer writing a show. Do you still do writing? Is that a part of what you do? I do some songwriting. I'm not the best writer and I haven't touched the pen in a minute. But okay. when I first moved here, like when you're around a bunch of artists who moved to New York, who are 18, who are hungry to do work, mm. you become a writer. Sure. Um, but yeah, I haven't seriously sat down and written things in a while, but I am somewhat of a songwriter. So yeah. I love it. Well, speaking of songs, our second big question is, which musical score always gets stuck in your head? Which musicals? I think weirdly Kinky Boots. Um, Solid choice. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. I love Land of Lola. I love Not My Father's Son. I love Hold Me In Your Heart. Mm-hmm. Um, that is something that I always sing. So that score, yes. It's such, I mean, obviously great Cindy Lauper songs, great pop songs. And I love the cast recording too. Um, I'm actually from near Northampton myself. So Yes, come on, Simon. Come on, Simon. All of those <laughs> attempts at Northampton accent are incredible to me. I love yes, it. Yes, <laughs> very bad, very bad. <laughs> but that's the fun of theatre. You don't want a perfect accent in theatre. Mm-hmm. It's, it's a drama of it. It's great. Right, right. Well, as you're working in musical theatre, obviously you're hearing the same songs over and over again. Strange Loop has some incredibly catchy songs. I've been listening to it in the gym, just trying to refresh my head of how they all go. They get really stuck in your head, but obviously very inappropriate to sing along in public. Yes. Um, yes. <laughs> Do you find that a problem? You just on the bus, suddenly it comes to you? Or? Um, no. Weirdly enough, before I got to the show... They are just talking, aren't they? Um, That's be- a performer voice. That's right, the, right. Projecting. Projecting it. Before I got to the show, yes, I was singing it everywhere all the time. Weirdly, if I'm working on a show, it doesn't, I don't go home and sing it okay. because I'm just consumed with it here all the time. But yes, for the month before I got, not the month, maybe like two, three weeks before I got to rehearsal, um, I was singing it everywhere, mm-hmm. catching myself, being like, oh, I can't, 
sing that at the cafe because <laughs> um, it is very catchy. It is very, very catchy. I love it so much. Well, you're here in London. Uh, the next question is usually, what is your favorite musical currently running in London? I imagine you haven't had much of a chance to go see any, but are there any current Broadway or London shows that you love? Um, I I have not gotten a chance to see anything. But, um, there is a musical I cannot think of that people in my cast are going to go see. Um, I cannot think of that. But what I do want to see while it's running here mm-hmm. is Guys and Dolls. Because I know it's an immersive experience. And um, I want to go see the Tina Turner musical, which I've seen in New York, but I want to see it here as well. You know, I haven't seen the Tina Turner musical yet. Really? I know, I'm missing out. And I don't have to do eight shows a week of A Strange Loop. Right. No excuses. No, Guys and Dolls is an absolutely incredible one. Um, As soon as you can get down to that. As you say, immersive. You're in New York. You can cure your homesickness with one show. Yes, yes. As we say, A Strange Loop, very funny show. Which musical makes you laugh the most? A Strange Loop. Oh, that's cheating, but fair enough. <laughs> <laughs> Seriously, I, I don't I don't think I've laughed at a musical like I've laughed at Strangely because it is so unapologetically like itself mm. and it doesn't give a damn what people think. Um, and it's a different, like you can go to the theater and laugh and it'd be like, ha ha ha. Sure. Or you can have like belly laughs mm. and like, I can't believe they just did that type of laugh. Yeah. That's what you get here. If the listeners haven't seen the show, obviously you have your thoughts, your cast, your your choir, um, your chorus t- doing all these different roles as well with super over the top performances and accents. There must be times when you're caught off guard by a new little nuance in what they do. And it- yes, it is always uh, difficult trying not to break character in this show. There's so many wild scenes. Specifically, there's a family scene where all of us are just screaming at each other yes. and let the slightest thing happen. We like sort of acknowledge it on stage (laughs) um, because it can just work in the scene. Um, If somebody drops a towel and the mom in the scene is going off, she'll say, and pick up that towel. Like (laughs) it's just stupid stuff. Yeah. Um, That, yeah, it, that happens a lot in this show. And (laughs) if the audience only knew um, (laughs) how many times I've had to like turn my head to not laugh in front of them. Yes. All the time. What is your favorite movie musical? Oh, my favorite movie musical, I think, would have to be... Okay, there's two. Sure. One, for everything top to bottom, aesthetic, costuming, whatever, Chicago. Ooh, excellent choice, yes. It's just, it's fantastic. The one that I sing the most and that I will quote the most is Dreamgirls. Both incredible musicals. Yes. Um, how do you feel about stage versions of those shows as well? Do you prefer the movies, stage versions? I prefer uh, the movie of Chicago to the stage version. And I prefer the stage version of Dreamgirls to the movie. Because Dreamgirls is just like, if I can have somebody belting in my face, mm. I would prefer that. <laughs> Chicago's like, it's cute. But like, I think the movie got to do all of the beautiful artistic things that you would want to see because on the stage it's it's so bare Mm. which is fun but like the movie just does it better 
harder growing on Chicago. I don't know how it is in America, in this country. I mean, every production in Chicago is going to be great, great songs, great story. But there, it's sort of turning into, let's put some TV stars in it and make it a bit of a campy night out where people right. wear stockings. And it, it doesn't have the edge that it used to, maybe. I never saw it in those days. Or that the movie has. And of course, Dreamgirls is fantastic in any. It's the technical prowess of it. You want to be shouted at. Right, 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 right. So good. Well, which musical might people be surprised to learn that you love? Maybe something at odds with your personality or a guilty pleasure, just something someone wouldn't expect you to really love? Um, nine to five. <laughs> Why not, though? Why not? <laughs> um, I love, um, I love female leads. I love women um, discovering who they are and their worth on stage. Um, and then, of course... Uh, to hear Get Out and Stay Out, I was obsessed with that song. Mm. Um, and I just always loved that moment in the musical where she finds the courage to leave that terrible man she's with <laughs> and belt out a number of like reclaiming who she is. So yeah, 9 to 5 is something that I blast often. <laughs> yeah, when you want campy female empowerment, it has to have some abduction and kidnapping and violence. Right. That's exactly <laughs> what you want. Oh, great show. I saw a production of it, a touring one a while ago, and they had Dolly Parton come on the screen and shout out the name of the city for everyone. Oh my God. It was a campus thing. It was incredible. Well, on the other side of the coin, what musical do other people really love that doesn't quite connect with you in the same way as it does them? It doesn't have to be a musical you hate, just one that other people love that maybe you don't. Ooh, this is controversial. A chorus line. Okay. Fair. I get it. I get it. Mm. But it's just not for me. <laughs> it's not for me. At the ballet, I love. But I'm like, everybody loves it. And I'm just like, I'm okay. I can I can not see it every now and again. <laughs> That's right. I mean, you're kind of in that world as well. People might expect you to like it. I think but... it's also that thing too. It's like, it's too close to home. It's like, I, I really do want the job sometimes. Yeah. <laughs> I don't need to be reminded of it on stage. <laughs> um, in this show, there's a great line where you don't want to associate with a pop culture terrorist that is Beyonce. Which line would you say is more controversial? Beyonce line or not liking a chorus line? Um, Beyonce, because <laughs> this is her internet. This is her podcast. <laughs> this is everything. She owns the world. Um, and I'm a big Beyonce stan, so I just want to make it clear that these are Usher's words. Nice. Michael R. Jackson's words. Kyle Freeman, Kyle Ramar Freeman, loves Beyonce <laughs> and would have opted to not say that. <laughs> I'll clip that bit out. That'll be on Twitter if you Yes. <laughs> People need to know. Right, they need to. What do you think is the most romantic musical? Um, it is a musical I've not seen yet, but because I love the movie, I know it's going to be romantic, and that is The Notebook. Oh, Okay. Um, I have not seen that musical. Yes, I think it's in. I think they put it up in the states, um, but it's going to transfer to Broadway at some point. But I think that would be the most romantic because I mean, if you've seen the movie, the movie is just it does it for me every time. I already know the ending. I know what's going to happen, but it's still a shocker, and I'm still screaming at the screen every time. <laughs> so I think that would be my most romantic one. Are you a romantic, sentimental sort of person in general? Are you a crier? I am not a crier. I do like uh, being sentimental. Like, I love feelings. Um, not all the time, but the majority of the time. Um, romantic, yes. I love a rom-com. Mm. Like, you can be romantic with me. Just put a little funny in there as well. Like, I like to laugh, but I love all the feelings, too. 
this podcast is now also your Tinder profile. I love it. Yes, <laughs> reach out to me. <laughs> um, well, this show, it's such an emotional show. That must be pretty hard to get through eight shows a week. Yes, um, it is a whirlwind of emotions um, that I've learned to um, navigate. Um, at first, it was jarring because it's just a lot. Mm. Um, but now I've learned to like leave Usher on the stage. Good, good, right. And like come here and like turn on music and like decompress and dance and talk to friends. And now it's easier to kind of like shed his skin. But yeah, it's it's a lot. And if you're having like a bad day mm. and then you have to play Usher and then people are just saying crazy things to you from top to bottom, that is difficult <laughs> to maintain because you take it personally. Um, yeah, I just had my castmates. I just told them the other day, I was like, can y'all not like poke me in the face anymore? <laughs> um, it's becoming a little too much <laughs> for me. Um, so yeah, it creeps up on you like that. It's like, yeah. you're not Usher, but when you're in it, it's like the smallest things are kind of like triggering. Um, but you do it because you need to tell the story. And I found ways to, again, like I said, navigate and shed the skin of Usher after every show. Of course. And the beautiful thing about this show is like the, the success of it lies in how honest it is about the hardships. And the more it reaches people, hopefully the future will be less traumatic for the next generation. Yes, hopefully um, in 25 years, whoever gets to play I was like what are these feelings what are these things <laughs> I love myself I yeah. don't have self-loathing I am great um yeah hopefully it does and hopefully people are inspired to just write um their own stories or other stories that may not be what Usher's experience is um something that is a bit more just joy leaning mm -hmm. um we kind of the show is full of joy but it takes a turn and um, as life does, like life just throws things at you and it's not always, you know, the best time. But I think some people's experiences have been beautiful sure. um, and not as traumatic. And those stories deserve to be shared as well. What musical have you never seen before that you think you should see? Maybe a classic that's passed you by or a piece of new writing? Oh God, I'm I'm exposing all of <laughs> Oh no. Okay. This is um an exclusive too. I've never seen Wicked. A big, big show I on know. both sides of the Atlantic. I know. Everybody's gonna hate me now. Um I have seen um the bootlegs. Okay. I have seen and I know the music. Of course. Um You've been to I, right. And it's not like I haven't tried. I mm. when I moved here to New York, uh the lottery was always a thing that we always went to. I never won the lottery. Oh. So after a while I just stopped trying. It was like years of like trying to win the lottery and I never did. So I gave up. And those are Broadway prices as well. You don't have to pay out your own wallet for that. Right. And I was a college student. Like I didn't yeah. have money. All I could afford was the student rush tickets yeah. or like the lottery tickets. And I never won tickets. So I just never saw it. And now it's like my thing. It's like my party trick. Like, you know, something that everybody else doesn't know. I haven't seen Wicked. Yeah. And it's one of those shows, then it's not going anywhere. They're releasing a movie soon. It's going to be right, there forever. Right, right. It'll be there. You've got time to see it. Okay. Which musical's fictional world would you most like to live in? Fictional world. Oh, um, and Juliet. 
Uh, the colors, the glitter. Yes, yes. very gay. Love it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, with that music going on. And it's really funny as well. Everyone's so witty in that show. It is so funny. And I would love to break out into a pop song um, yes. if my heart desired. Yes. With the full production, of course, because mm-hmm. you break out into a pop mm-hmm. song anyway. And, but... and all the glitter. Yes. yes. <laughs> um, did you want to be a specific character in that show or just in the background enjoying the... I just want to be in the background enjoying it. Um, yes. That world, I love... My friend is in it on Broadway, so... When I saw it, I was like, oh, I could be anybody doing anything. Love it. Such an excellent show. And sadly, it's just closed in London. But Oh, wow. Really I didn't know that. It'll go on tour. Everyone loves yes, yes. songs. <laughs> if you were to direct a radical restaging of a classic musical, is there one that you'd want to bring up to date in some way? You know, it would actually be, I'm going to, I mean, I, I won't be directing it, but it would be The Wiz. I mean, it Ooh. would be like, I think what made the whiz in the seventies so good is that it incorporated New York city in the 1970s. You got to see a peek into that world. So I would love to do the whiz in, you know, another 25 years from now and incorporate the world that we're in into that musical. That would be incredible. Mm -hmm. I think because as you say, it's so specific to New York at that time, it doesn't get produced in London or in the UK as much as it should. So it's one I've actually not seen before. So I'm going to have to make the trip across the Atlantic next year. Or create a whole new world. I'm like, that's the thing about it. It's like, Mm. where is Oz? Oz can be anything. Um, So yeah, that one. Lovely answer. If you were the mayor of musical theatre, if you had the power to order one show, be staged forever so you can go see that show whenever you want, which show would you choose and in which venue? Um, I'm going to be selfish. It would be the Kyle Freeman musical. Okay. Uh, yes. <laughs> it's the best answer we've ever had. With all the bells and whistles, I would love to go take a look at my life whenever I chose to. <laughs> nice. Um, would you take on the lead role in your own musical or would you want to sit back and experience it? Absolutely not. I think I would like want I would want to direct it and I would want to be a part of uh, the music. Nice, um, nice. But other than that, no, I just want to see somebody else go through the hell that I went through. <laughs> <laughs> and then, of course, give you the royalty cut at the end of every yes, performance. Yes, give me the money. <laughs> Do you have a favorite venue that you'd want to see it staged in, either New York, London, anywhere? Um. Yes, I would like to do it. Um, it's it's called Circle of the Square in yes. New York. I don't know if there's something similar here, but just seeing theater in the round makes you feel a part of it. Mm. Um, and to tell like a modern story um, in that type of space would just be cool to see. 100%. Um, yeah, because I know a lot of musicals I've gone there that are like... Um, somewhat whimsical or like in other worlds but like i just like standard theater uh experience but like just you know in the round see what that would be like perfect literally draw everyone into your own world yes come into my brain <laughs> well thank you so much for being the mayor of musical theater you've been incredible thank you thank you for having me So that was Kyle Ramar Freeman, the wonderful, kind, lovely Kyle Ramar Freeman, stupidly talented Kyle. I mean, it's, uh, if you haven't seen A Strange Loop yet, get yourself down there because it's a performance of a lifetime. Um, we talk about it a little bit during the interview, but he is on stage the whole time. He's singing his heart out of all those intense numbers. It's such a 
incredible performance. You have to catch it. And the whole show is wonderful. It's playing until September 9th, Barbican Centre. The ticket links are in the show notes, as well as social media links for Kyle and this podcast, and also musicaltheaterreview.com, with whom this podcast is produced in association. I think that was grammatically correct, wasn't it? Something like that. Musical Theatre Review, um, celebrating its 10th anniversary as your premier source of news reviews and interviews on all things on stage, backstage, and worldwide. Musicaltheaterreview.com. Um, I mean, I don't get paid anything to advertise them. I, I just work in association with them because they're good people. It's a good source, and I write for them occasionally. It's just a good website. Get on there. Anyway, that's it for this podcast. Thank you very much for listening. There'll be another great guest next week. If you want to maybe subscribe or tell a friend or leave a review, that's really useful in terms of getting the numbers up. Um, I mean, don't just write a boring review. Just let us know what musical you would run forever if you were the mayor of musical theatre. Because one day I'm going to get bored of being the actual mayor of musical theatre and just hand this power out to one of you. So maybe it will be, I'm not the mayor of musical theatre. Anyway, have a good week. Have a good however long it is before the next episode is out. I think it's next week. I think that's what we've got scheduled. Um, It's going to be another incredible guest next time. Okay, have a good week. Keep it musical. Bye.